0: welcome to juggling fifo the place to be if you're a fifo partner wanting some solace a place to escape and listen to other fifo partners open up and share their heart and soul hello and welcome to episode 10 of juggling fifo today we have rachel a lifestyle coordinator based in western australia She believes anything in life is possible if you dare to face your fear and jump into the unknown towards a dream. Rachel will share with us her FIFO story, what role she plays in camp, how that's inspired her to create a health and wellness program for employees on site and what life is like as a female FIFO worker. Thanks for joining us, Rachel. My pleasure. For all of our listeners, I'd love for you to introduce yourself and um, tell them a little bit about your journey.
1: Okay, I generally get called a a Dutchie or Rachie on site. I've uh, worked in the industry for seven years now um, and all that time I've been involved in the health and wellbeing. So I'm the chick that you see in the gym or running events, um, trying to keep a positive morale on site. I've worked from... Small mine sites of 50 people all the way to mine sites of 5,000. And I've also worked offshore uh, out in the sea. Describe for us what does a morning session
0: look like in the gym? I heard it gets pretty crazy. Are you like a personal trainer? Is
1: it classes? Uh, Yeah, it's a mixture of both. So generally uh, when people come back from work, so whether night shift or day shift, we run classes and do morning ones as well and then we also don't tend to do one-on-one PT sessions unless you just catch us out in the gym or join in with one of our workouts and it's pretty much just trying to give people an option to be fit or just join in Uh, also like stretching or yoga classes Uh, so a good range of keeping fit and also the health side so both mental health and obviously in the dry mess, so what to eat, what not to eat.
0: So it's kind of like if we were to join our local gym and we look at the timetable and we see all the classes on offer, you would be someone running like one of those classes as such.
1: Yeah, correct. We would run a class depending on obviously what's on site, so what kind of resources we've got there, but we can pretty much do just about anything with a little or a lot of resources. But, yeah, just to give people uh, something else, another option, I guess, than just going to that famous wet mess. So what is a wet mess? So a wet mess is generally the tavern on site. Uh, Every site's different with this. A lot of events are held from the tavern as well. But uh, it's basically where you go and have a nice coldie at the end of the day. Obviously offshore there's uh, no alcohol, so no taverns out there. But mine sites, it ranges depending on whereabouts you are and Line in itself
0: okay so the mess hall because I've always heard just referred to, refer to as a mess hall so the mess hall is probably just more the meals and then the wet mess is that's where you go to get a beer
1: correct yeah so the the mess hall or the dry mess is uh, where all the food's served, it's generally buffet and in the wet mess or the tavern is uh, where you go get a coldie or maybe even karaoke some nights And and
0: paint for us, what does your day look like? So, do you do mornings and then when everyone's on on the site? At work. Yeah, what do you do during that time?
1: So, generally, yeah, if we're not running classes, then we're either planning for events or people coming up to site, like entertainers. Um, We also write uh, programs, so fitness programs or health programs. It's kind of a combination of your nutritionalist and your PT, kind of all rolled into one, as well as kind of like a wellbeing coach. So a lot of the time uh, we get people even just coming in just to have a chat and um, getting something off their chest or just to be able to connect with someone on site.
0: So I guess there'd be quite a significant crossover with the physical health and the mental health?
1: Yeah, obviously mental health isn't something that's talked about a lot. As the years go on, obviously it's a little bit more voiced now uh, with a lot of organisations kind of coming into that. But back when I started, it was, um, I guess it really was the whole just toughen up kind of voiced and you just kind of got on with your job. But more so now, it's a lot more open and there's more programs kind of opening up on sites to help with that side now that it's becoming an issue or a spoken about issue, I should say. And how many people
0: have a similar role to you on on a camp? Is there a quite you know, is there like,
1: 20, 100, how many? No, so generally just one of us uh, on most sites. You'll just have one person sitting in the gym. It really depends on the facilities on the site. Uh, Most of the sites I've worked on, obviously Barrow Island, there was a good 13 to 18 of us all on the site, but that's when you're up around 5,000 people. So that's more like a village and, you know, you've got four or five gyms on site, you've got pools, you've got rec facilities, you know, they're, they're big sites. It's almost like a small town. Um, then if you go, say, your yeah, generalised Pilbara sites, when you're looking at a POB or the amount of people on site at being around 500 to 1,000, you've probably only got one or two PTs on site or health and wellbeing coordinators.
0: And are most of those roles female or is it a bit of a healthy mix on on the larger sites?
1: No, it's a, it's a pretty good mix, um, both female and males. Through all my years, I've... I've seen probably 50-50 of both. I wouldn't say it's more male or more female. So obviously if you've just got one person on the site, then it's just um, a pick. But generally I get pretty mixed up around the place. And what got you into to fitness in the first place? I was a phys ed teacher at school, so I was doing that and absolutely loved that job but just, I guess, as much as you do that with the little kids, I kind of wanted to do it with the big kids. Um, very passionate about health and well-being, So I became a PT and then just had the opportunity through a friend saying, why don't you go five? I didn't really know much about it. So just kind of jumped in. If there's an opportunity, I generally give it a go. So I just kind of packed my bags and that was that.
0: And what are the, the similarities but also the differences
1: between you know the
0: small kids and the big kids?
1: Absolutely nothing. <laughs> every, every big kid has got a little, a little kid inside them. Uh, it's just trying to find it and bring it out and I think through playing sports on site and being uh, fit, so to speak, or doing workouts, I tend to uh, bring out that little kid and not your traditional kind of workouts, you know, have a bit of fun while you're at it. So I'd have to say that, yeah, they're all big kids to me. Yeah. As much <laughs> as they may uh, not admit to that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you've been doing Flaco for it's seven years now? Uh, yep. Do you see it being something long-term now? Do you see yourself ever returning back to being a PE teacher?
1: I run a business that basically involves putting coaches out at schools, running after-school sports and during-school sporting activities. So I'm still involved in uh, working with kids in schools. So generally, over those seven years, I was coming home an R&R and managing a business. So, yeah, I was, I'm still quite involved in um, keeping kids active. I kind of like the, um, or like I said, I compare them, similarities, but... I love the difference and staying involved in both. And tell us what the challenges are running a
0: business whilst being out on site and and working, you know, crazy hours.
1: Well, when you're offshore, it's Wi-Fi. (laughs) Not being able to take a phone call. Um, Can't have to wait to the end of the day or they have to wait for me to call. So that can be good and bad uh, with business. Sometimes you need to be there. But I guess R&R isn't really the... Relax and resting. I'm a bit of a go-go kind of person. Those that know me don't really sit still. So that was never really an issue. But I guess to me, it was FIFO. I, in the beginning, I didn't see it as a long-term, uh, career. So I wasn't about to give up everything at home and just do that. It was more to me just getting in front, um, doing something different. Obviously the opportunity and also, um, chasing the dollar like most other people. So I guess challenges was just the communication, that that connection, not not being able to just stop my job and answer anything that needed to be dealt with there and then with business. But, you know, with time management and creating systems and procedures, things like that, it it's possible. I guess anything's possible if you really want to create it. That's it. And
0: I guess you probably have to really demonstrate that just with your clients, you know, to motivate them to... Push themselves to the next level for whatever I guess their goals are in the
1: gym. Oh, definitely. Health and uh, fitness is that industry that is uh, always a goal setter. Really, I mean it's never it's never about you know health isn't about just going on a fad diet and um, seeing a result and then going back to normal. It's a continuous setting goals of what you want to achieve and where you want to get to. Uh, whether it's putting on muscle, losing weight. Um, being out of 12Ks or run a marathon or it's just those challenges, I think, and then the day-to-day battles or circumstances that try and prevent us or the excuses we use to stop us getting there. So it's a very uh, goal-achieving kind of industry which um, and focus, I guess, so big drives of mine, I guess.
0: So what, what are some of the programs that you might run with people on site, you know, some of them working easily 10, possibly 12-hour days. How do you get them motivated to then physically do an
1: hour in the gym? I guess in the beginning, uh, I thought, well, if I did it with them, it might get them in there. But then that kind of got me a little exhausted doing <laughs> five, six workouts a day, uh, even though you just put on a smile and pretend it's all okay. Yeah. Um, so I had to kind of change that up. And I guess the motivation is just, whether it's accountability. So, you know, if they say they're going to meet you there at a certain time and they don't show up then you know, they're accountable to that. And most people, if they, you know, if you put something in your calendar or you say you're going to be somewhere, generally you won't try and think of excuses. You'll just, you'll go. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess another thing was with my training or classes, even though it might have a title of what it is, you don't know what you're going to get to, you get there. So a lot of people were always like, oh, what are we doing tonight or what's it going to be like? And I guess if you told them, you know, they are going to get flogged, they'll get uh, a lot of sweating, then they probably wouldn't come, would they? So <laughs> what you don't know doesn't hurt you. So that was probably a motivator. And And I guess a big thing for me is like connection to someone. So finding out why they want to do it, what's in it for them, so to speak. I mean, if you don't want to run a marathon, there's no point trying to get someone to come to the gym and put on 12Ks on a the treadmill, they probably couldn't think of anything worse. So it's more finding out what they like doing and then creating that somehow. I mean, if they love playing touch rugby, then why do a gym workout? Get them out there and throw a ball around or, you know, have a kick of the footy or, you know, just try and work with, I guess, what the client or the person wants to achieve and really try and um, make it specific to them rather than just, throwing out a whole load of classes at inconvenient times and getting one or two people there. Just continuously be aware of the people on site and make it work for them.
0: So with so many people and so many goals and motivations, how do you manage kind of supporting the whole person? You know, you're touching on nutrition and their physical health, which obviously leads to the mental health. How can one person support so many
1: well, that's a hard bit. You, you physically can't. And I guess if you started to try and help everyone, so to speak, um, you wouldn't be helping yourself, which obviously then you're just going around in a circle, aren't you? If if I'm not fit and mentally stable, then I'm not going to be able to help someone else get to that point. So I guess we try and do bigger based programs. So programs where more than one person can be involved, whether it's like a biggest loser kind of competition for weight loss. So you mm-hmm. try and get um, as many people as possible joined up on site. We used to run a comp like that out at Barrow Island and you'd get over a hundred people participating in it. So you could then hold classes or seminar kind of sessions, getting the same education across to a group of people rather than just the whole one-on-one. So I think you just try and do everything more in a, you know, create challenges that a lot of people can get involved in. Um, And really, if you get that one-on-one connection, it's, you know, trying to flow them through to a group or a team of people that are all doing the same thing. So then they've got not just your support, but other people's support and what they're trying to achieve or their goals, or whether it's just simply not sitting up in your room straight after work after, like you said, a 10, 12-hour day. Sometimes it's good just to be around other people.
0: Yeah, that's it. And have you seen any camps do something really unique or different that you'd like to perhaps, you know, tackle and challenge
1: at your site? In terms of unique, I mean, there's some sites that the clients get more involved. I'd have to say on the sites that I've worked on, the better sites are when the client really wants to support his workers, employees, third party, whatnot, and it's when they allow budgets or bigger programs to exist, whether that's getting people to site, to run seminars or entertainers, as far as whether it's, you know, them themselves actually being involved in the health and wellbeing industry. A lot of people can just kind of turn a blind eye to health and wellbeing. Um, We all want to be fit and healthy, but it's another thing to then actually do it or rock up, so to speak. So I find when your management and your clients are involved personally themselves, it makes a big difference on site when they're backing it individually. And
0: for our listeners, maybe this might be a good time to share some of the work you have been doing behind the scenes and and what's kind of next to yourself and your business.
1: Okay, so I started up another business. (laughs) Um, Because you weren't busy enough. (laughs) No, of course not. It's all about the projects When there's an opportunity jump on it. And I guess this one is more the experiences I had through FireFoot. I'm a pretty driven kind of person. I'd like to say I'm a pretty uh, strong and um, mentally sound or I've got a good mindset, a good positive mindset. Mm -hmm. And I guess just through my own challenges of being in FIFO, I started to think um, if I'm someone that can kind of go downhill a little bit or spiral a little bit low, imagine what other people are like. And I guess I just had more of an awareness of other people around me. And like I was saying, where kind of the positive fun person on site so you pick up on a lot of different energies just being in that role in itself so I wanted to just there's a lot of support out there for the families at home a lot of organizations that help out I guess you could call a single parent at home um, when their partner works away and I just really thought like what is there for the actual worker I get that there's the physical and the health side of programs and that on site, but I think the uh, mental health, I know that's a word that a lot of people don't like to say, but consider it a positive mindset even. Uh, There's not really anything that you don't really talk about it. You may not even talk to someone on site or you're probably definitely not going to talk to your supervisor. And I just thought maybe sometimes it's just about them voicing that or having a support network that they're not going to see it as a bad thing or a weak thing to speak up. So... I kind of designed a program that doesn't have to necessarily refer back to your supervisor or, you know, upline, so to speak, on site. Uh, I mean, we do a take five. I'm sure everyone on the site knows what a take five, and it's basically like a tick and flick um, looking at the safety of a person when they're away um, and the tasks you're going to do in that day. And I guess alongside with that, I was always... Why isn't there a box? There's a box, obviously, if you're fatigued or whatnot, but, I mean, your positive mindset or your actual mindset is a very big thing to have on site. It's fair enough to tick things on safety, but if your mind isn't in a good place, then how safe is that for people around you? So I just want to design a program that people could use online, both just to balance, I guess, that work-home life, when you're away, you know, if you're getting a little bit low, maybe talk to a FIFO buddy and a FIFO buddy could be somewhere, anywhere. They don't have to naturally be the person on your site that you hang out with. It could be someone that you don't even know. So it's easier to speak up and talk to them. But obviously someone with a FIFO background that understands and can, I guess, relate to what you're going through. I think a lot of people just go straight back to their rooms and, that could get you into a negative spiral or get you overthinking or analysing or whatnot. And sometimes it's just, yeah, just having someone there. I know you've maybe got a partner at home or family or friends, but I think a big thing in FIFO is if someone hasn't lived FIFO, it's not always easy to get the right words to explain to them what you're going through. Like a lot of things in life, if you haven't experienced it or if you haven't done it before, then it's, it can be hard to relate to and know what to say. And I guess also your partner at home, they're still living, so to speak. They can't just, um, stop everything and be a hundred percent support for you. So you tend to have a FIFO family. And I guess I just wanted to create that. So everyone felt like they had a FIFO family, no matter where they were. And I guess the same family that they could take home. If you could have all that in the program and in your pocket, then might help one person, might help two people, but for every person you help they're then going to be able to help someone else so that was kind of the aim with the program
0: and what tools really help someone generally speaking have a healthy mind have a healthy outlook
1: i think with a healthy outlook it all comes down to your reason why so i mean why do we get up in the morning um what makes us what gives us the drive to go to work every day maybe it is just for the money and that's fine that's a reason But surely there's more to that. I'm I'm sure a lot of people don't just work away for the money. That money represents something. So, yeah, you're making the money, but what are you doing with it? You know, is it to get you out of debt? Is it to take your family on holidays, put your kids through private schooling? Or is it just money so you can just get in front? Everyone kind of has a reason when they go. I find it very hard to believe anyone would just kind of, maybe 2% of the industry would just get on a plane and, fly to work away and work away, but most people have that reason why and I think the longer they stay in the industry, they forget that reason and part of our program would be that it's just a reminder, that awareness of why you're doing what you're doing and then, you know, maybe 30 days away doesn't feel like 30 hard days, it's 30 days towards something and if you've got your mindset focused on why, it makes it a lot easier to stay positive positive. If you start thinking of all the negatives of I don't have my family here, I'm missing a wedding, I'm missing this, I don't like working with this person or what am I going to do after work, I'm just going to go sit in my room, you know, it can become quite a lonely place to work if you don't have that focus on something. So it's really just, I I believe, just getting your focus back. The, The days that you're not focused are the days that you can start overthinking and society in itself allows us to make it easier to go towards a negative rather than a positive I think it's twice as hard to have a positive mindset than it is to have a negative so you're already trying to play catch up so yeah I think it's more you just hang on to that reason otherwise you start becoming the person that sits in the back seat of the vehicle and letting your client or your boss drive you where they want you to go and what they want you to do and you've sacrificed where you should be sitting which is the front of the car and driving yourself to what you want out of FIFO and where you want it to take you.
0: So I guess for myself and a lot of our listeners who, who really are the partners at home, I guess it's really key for us to perhaps the one way we can be supporting the worker more so is to be reminding them of, of why why they started and that purpose and, and making sure we're reminding them that you're a team and, you know, just helping them count down those 30 hard days to 30 easier days.
1: Yeah, exactly. And if you're too busy counting down, then you're not appreciating what you could be doing when you're on site. Instead of counting down, uh, what other things could you do in that 30 days to maybe get you off site sooner just by simply, um, I mean, you could be doing an online course. You could be studying. I know a lot of people probably like, oh, I'm exhausted after 12 hours. Completely understand that. But I think it's just depending on obviously your reason or your personality. It's what little things could you do differently that is getting you to your goal or your reason why sooner so that you don't have to be away from home. If it's a career move for you, then, yeah, fair enough. Hang in there. There's nothing wrong with having a Vipo career. It just all depends on the individual. So
0: when will the program be available? Is it specifically to a particular site? Is it across a few? What does that look like?
1: So the PICS program, we've pretty much done all the online membership, which would be the individual basically having their own coach through their FIFO career. So just like, you know, if I wanted to do well in business, I'd get a business mentor. If we wanted to get fit, we'd get a personal trainer. We have all these coaches in our life and I guess, you know, why can't you have a coach for your FIFO career? The membership side is more the entire package and having someone to be accountable to. And we're also about to come out with an app in a couple of weeks and that's pretty much for anyone and everyone so that you can take home and also use on site from as far as... We just link with a lot of different companies so... If you want a workout specific to where you are on site, we can write fitness workouts, we can do nutrition. Uh, if you just want a FIFO buddy, someone to talk to and help you goal set. Wealth creation, you know, if you're out there making all the money and you're not sure how to use it to get you in front, we've got a wealth creation, financial advisors. So it's really just the whole package of everything you would need to use FIFO to your advantage. So
0: obviously there's a lot of work that has gone into the program. Do you have other people helping you behind the scenes to have created, you know, this epic solution?
1: I guess it all just started with uh, me and an idea. (laughs) I'm crazy enough to follow ideas. But, yeah, along the way uh, I've got a good support team behind the program that have brought their services. Obviously I believe that there's a great service out there. You shouldn't try and duplicate it you should just add it. So our whole aim of PICs is really to kind of have just that one umbrella where you can go to for everything for your FIFO career. So instead of in having to join a hundred different groups or source out and find options for different things, it's really just we're trying to put it all together in one place. So you get both the support and everything else you need on your journey. So yeah, there's a great support behind me, a lot of encouragement to um get it out there so people can use it and I guess a lot of people that have uh, had me on their FIFO journey just uh, really want to obviously see their success as well as it's a great idea, it's really out there to support and help anyone on the FIFO journey. We've heard a little bit about your journey but
0: I've always been intrigued, what's it like being a female on site?
1: (laughs) Um. The real answer. <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, <laughs> not trying to pretty it out. Um, look, I think it depends. You personally, as a girl, I guess my experience—I can only speak for myself—being a female in this industry, a lot of people assume that it's a, a man's world, as they do with uh, most businesses. But I guess it's really the just the assumptions or sometimes the judgment you can get from. You know, specifically, I've had times when I've been judged from partners at home because, you know, you're a girl and are you having a beer with my husband, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously, it depends on their experience on how they're associated and how they see FIFO. So really, the people you know that are in FIFO is generally how you're going to associate what FIFO is or the people that you talk to about what they do on site. A lot of people just assume that's what everyone does on site. You know, social media can sometimes be a bad thing, depending on what people are saying. FIFO is uh, everyone's on their own journey, and they're therefore their own reason. Being a female doesn't change why I'm there. Whether you're male or female, everyone's got their own uh, their own journey or their own path of why they're going into FIFO. I guess offshore was uh, a lot different. Tends to only be you know three or four girls on a sitting in the middle of the ocean with. 150 odd boys but to be honest I just saw myself just uh, getting a lot more brothers I guess that was me boys in, in terms of being a female in the industry and I guess the role I was playing I think a lot of the times especially offshore a lot of the guys just wanted to speak to a female you know if it's a, a lot of the trades and obviously yeah they're covered by men and a lot of people probably think that there's only females that you know do the cleaning the cooking and you know sit on a desk and do the reception kind of thing but I mean there's a lot of females in the trades and different careers so I think it's just what you're willing to listen to and maybe your perception is only based on who you know and what what you think happens so yeah I've been under a bit of judgment uh working offshore working mining but I guess I just didn't really let it affect me and I had my reason why I was working away and, it yeah, it didn't really detour me, any of those comments or whatnot. I guess to say to <laughs> a lot of the female wives or partners at home that, you know, just because it's a female working away, she's not there to steal your partner or your husband. It's, um, it's not that uh, small-minded, I guess, if you just think that.
0: And it's so hard because as women we've come a long way and we've still got a long way to go but we're trying to push so much for gender equality but yeah, exactly. as soon as, you know, diversity isn't just about cultural diversity, it's about gender diversity too and the more and more women that we empower having trade jobs and and doing outside what is traditionally the norm we should be celebrating that and really encouraging that more and more and it it is a bit of a shame that that some people are just labeling and making assumptions based on you know there's only three women on a site with 150 men oh well why why is she there you know yeah we should be celebrating that
1: yeah exactly and i think like you just said empowerment is such a strong word i mean women should be empowering other women to follow what they want to do as a career, regardless what that career is. I mean, if I'm a big believer, if you want to be an astronaut, go be an astronaut, you know? Yeah. You have to obviously tick off certain things to get there, but I'm a, I guess my motto or a lot of what I say is anything is possible. If you truly want to do something, nothing should hold you back. Certainly not the opinion of someone else. And I guess, I guess a lot of the boys supported. Um, the hard thing was, is it was more the people at home that weren't the empowering, supportive ones. But the actual people standing right next to me—it was their husbands or their partners that were so supportive of me because I guess they were doing the same day that I was doing. And unfortunately, a lot of the families and friends at home—they just don't see that connection. That I mean, look—we're sitting in the middle of the ocean. You can't just you know, have a bad day and walk off site, not unless you want to swim with sharks, but <laughs> it's you're in such a close knit surface area that you have to get along. It's really that simple. And I think that's why, I mean, I still talk to a, a lot of the boys that I was offshore with. I mean, that's been one just over a year now since we're all working together, but you just form that relationship or that connection. And It doesn't need to be judged. It is what it is. Yeah, I'm not saying that everyone does that. I'm not talking for everyone. Um, I can only talk from my own life experiences. But I think it's just a little bit more open-minded. I understand that you're probably quick to judge because you just don't know. And we do judge when we just don't know the answer. It's quick to just judge. But maybe just sit back for a minute and think, what if you were in that person's shoes? What if you were the person working away and your husband was at home looking after the kids, you know, like how would you feel? So maybe just sit in their shoes for a day. Yeah, definitely. Because that's one thing, you know,
0: our eldest daughter, she has this absolute love for engineering and, you know, we, we joke about her being you know my husband's apprentice one day as an electrician and how amazing she really loves doing engineering joining the robotics team at school. And, you know, we want to encourage these things. But part of me, for her to become a female electrician, that that would be awesome. But then me to turn around and criticise any female electricians on site because they're with my partner, it would be Mm. just such a double standard. So I think, you know, as mothers, as partners, if we really want to see women thrive and succeed, you know, we need to to be really kind of putting our hands up and celebrating the women that are doing that now and, and setting a benchmark yeah. for the next generation.
1: Well, especially if you've got daughters, nieces, you know, it's um, what you're saying to maybe an adult is that's what they're learning from. So your actions is basically the education you're giving to the next generation. Absolutely. That um, really during
0: the week I actually saw this video and it was of children sitting there with two baby dolls one was an african-american doll and one was a white caucasian one and they said you know which one's the good one they all picked the white one what one's the naughty one and they all picked the african-american one and it was purely just based on the color and it was just like these these are children that are three that's sad isn't it and you just go my goodness like this is what's been ingrained to them like no wonder What are they going to grow up with and what perception, what judgments they're going to make? So really, really role modelling those things from such a young age is really, really important.
1: Yeah, regardless of your industry that you're in, um, that shouldn't even make a difference on um, the individual themselves. I mean, their personality is really their morals, their values, you know, how they choose to live. That's what we should be basing judgement on, if any. I mean, at the end of the day... It's, you know, it's like looking through a glass house, isn't it? We can't judge someone else if we first don't judge ourselves. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Well, we've covered a lot today, Rachel. I was just wondering, just before we finish up, can you maybe just share, so is it really soon we're looking at the, um, the PICS app to become available? Where will people be able yeah. to access it?
1: Yeah, so we're excited, obviously, the team's all getting together and just doing the final touches on it. Um, So we're looking to launch the app very soon and when it is, we'll make sure that we get it out to most sites and probably get it on a lot of the groups that people are involved in. But, yeah, obviously, if they're linked in with Juggling FIFO, we'll let you know and you can let your community know. So, yeah, as soon as it's out there, we just want a lot of people to get involved in the support team Um, and allow us to just kind of give the person working away that extra support. And I guess also for home time as well, they can bring this app both at work and at home so you can try and really get that life balance um, regardless of working in the firefly industry.
0: And and that's a big challenge for for us at home that we want to just make sure that the R&R is, you know, as amazing as it can be, you know, best quality time. As a family, but the downtime because you know you spend so many days working straight, so anything to really support that is
1: amazing. Yeah, I think it's both support for the people at home as well. I mean, um, just the person working away, Pix is also there for the family as well. It's going to teach them better communication or just that general balance. If you've got more of a balance between home and work life, it makes it both easier on the family and friends at home and the person working away. So that's really you know we're not just about the health and fitness we're really about creating the lifestyle that you want and at the end of the day isn't that why we go to work Um, we go to work to create the lifestyle we want so it's just keeping the focus back on that
0: awesome i love it well we'll definitely uh, give a shout out to all our listeners and keep you updated on the progress to fix thanks again for your time today rach and um, we look forward to see what's coming in the future thanks for having the chat Thanks for listening to Juggling FIFO. All links for today's episode will be on our website, www.jugglingfifo.com and on Facebook. And if you want to hear this episode again or leave a review, head over to iTunes or SoundCloud.